program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome to the show today, and what a show it is. Thanks for listening, everyone. Since the show's inception, you've heard me refer to the boomerang effect, which is simply what you throw out in life is what you get back. And there are listeners out there who are stepping up and throwing out boomerangs of inspiration, support, and encouragement and hope. I do want to hear about the impact of your boomerang effect this week, so please send me an email with updates at fee at directconnectcoaching.com. And also remember that for students, we do have a special going on with the Berkman Reports, and the Berkman is the very comprehensive motivational tool that we use here on the show to help people cut through the guesswork on particular uh, majors to study for students um, or their God-given gifts and talents and how to utilize those. So be sure to contact me if you're interested in a Berkman student special. And speaking of boomerangs of inspiration and hope, that truly depicts my two guests today. And I'm very pleased to introduce our our two special guests. Today I'm joined by Marilla Scott and her daughter, Alyssa Curry. Welcome, both of you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Let me give you both a formal and quick introduction. Marilla Scott speaks from the heart with her life-changing words of faith and strength. Her efforts caught the attention of Oprah Winfrey, who honored her as one of her five ambassadors of hope in 2009, and stated, a childhood of abuse almost kept Marilla Scott from a life of happiness until she discovered how to use her story to help others. Marilla is also a recipient of a congressional award for her humanitarian efforts for sharing her prolific life story and efforts to help and inspire others. Marilla's award-winning books, In Our House, Surrounded by Inspiration, Bad to the Bone, and the newly released book, Intuition, which we're going to focus on today, they all have very powerful lessons that inspire, provide hope, and encourage change. Marilla's most recent release, Intuition, is also co-authored by her daughter, Alyssa, whom we're joined uh, by today, and is written to inspire the audience about the importance of trusting one's own intuition. 
Alyssa, congratulations to you. She's a recent college graduate with a major in psychology and kudos, Alyssa, you graduated with honors. I know how difficult that can be, so great job. And Alyssa's work with her mother has allowed her to make an impact on others at a very young age. So we are just very excited for you to share your insights on intuition and all the other life lessons that you're going to share uh, your story about today. So thanks so much. You're welcome. So Marilla, uh, can you tell our listeners about the difficulties of your childhood and how you learned to really rely on your intuition? Well, you know, I think when you grow up and you're born into a cycle of abuse, um, tragedy, and other horrors that are just unimaginable to the human ear. When people read my story in our house, uh, Perception versus Reality, and found out all that I had been through, many didn't think that I could survive it. However, it was just that, my heightened sense of fear that allowed me to tune in to the only thing that could really protect me was my intuition. Now, as a child, of course, I didn't know that. I just knew that trusting my, my intuition and trusting that feeling, that sense of when there was something wrong or something was going to happen or some way for me to avoid something uh, to protect me, it worked. It always seemed to work. And when I didn't follow my intuition, again, as a child, I didn't know that's what it was, but when I didn't trust that, that feeling, something was always wrong and it was actually very catastrophic to my life. So out of that, you know, I, I say that situation actually caused me to have a heightened sense of being tuned into it, and I took that into my adult life as far as trusting it because it was the only thing that ever protected me. And as I grew older, I learned to cultivate it and learn more about it, and that's how I ended up where I am today. And it has really been a very um, life-saving um, aspect of my life that I trust, and when I don't, you know, it's, it's never worth it. So I want others to learn about it and learn how and why they should trust their intuition. Beautiful, and that's certainly the subject of the book that you both wrote together, the book called Intuition, which is available on uh, on your re- website, Marilla, and also, I believe, on Amazon, so make sure you check that out. I do want to ask you, how were you able to forgive and let go of the pain and suffering of the past to really uh, deepen your sense of intuition and hone in on it more um, as you moved into adulthood? Well, I like that um, you ask about that because it does make a big difference when you do uh, offer forgiveness. And the one thing that I have to say is that um, forgiveness is powerful, but hate is too. And one of those things heals and the other destroys. So I had to determine which end of the spectrum I wanted to be on. And forgiveness allowed me to let go of a lot of negativity and actually open the window to peace coming into my life and to the ability for me to progress in a more natural and healthy state. When you are constantly looking back at things that happened in your past and holding on to them, they keep you in a state of negativity and anger, mistrust, and a lot of things that are just unhealthy emotions. They're just not good for you. And I had all of those things. It wasn't like I woke up one day and they were gone. It was a process and a journey that I had to take so I can get past them. And that journey, as as difficult as I thought it was going to be, I wish I had taken it many decades ago because it really changed my life. When you change your mindset, you will change your life. And I had to offer forgiveness in order to do that. 
Yeah, that's so beautiful. I certainly know. And one of the things that we talk about here on the show and one of the very important measures that we discuss in the coaching practice that I uh, that I run in Direct Connect Coaching is all about really monitoring your thoughts so that you understand what you are holding on to and what is necessary for you to release. And so um, I'm glad that you had a chance and an opportunity to kind of do the inner work that you spoke of so that uh, you can be the inspiration that you are today. Well, thank you. you. You really have to. If we don't take time to invest in ourselves and evaluate our life, where we're going, where we've been, and where we are right now at this point, we can't change it. So we have to be realistic about it, and we have to really be honest, really honest with ourselves, because this journey, it's, it's a personal journey. It's about individual, you know, your individual choices and decisions that you decide, you make, you have to own them. And I had to own the choices that I was making to be angry and to be, you know, a victim still when I was no longer a victim. I had to stop allowing myself to be victimized. I had to, you know, forgive. I had to continue cultivating my intuition and learn how to overcome adversity. And when I learned these things, they all came from me being inspired by something else or someone else. And that inspiration offered me an outlet to say, you know what, there's so much good out there. Let me focus on that instead of the bad. And so that's one of the things that I try to do is offer people ways to change their thinking because it begins, your thoughts dictate your footsteps. Everything that you do, it begins in your head, inside of you. So that's where the change has to come. It's not outside. It comes from within. So it's very important to understand, you know, what you need to do and why you need to do that because when people read my story feed, they're blown away by everything that I went through. And when I look back, I'm shocked that I'm even alive and made it through. However, I did. And in doing so, I tell people, you know what, I don't speak from what you could do or should do. I speak from having been there, done that. And just because you overcome adversity doesn't mean you won't have to do it again. I've had to. It just makes you stronger, better, wiser, so you can yeah, what what great advice. Definitely look at your thoughts and that's that's the first step in, in being able to move through your suffering and, and pain. Mirla, how did you learn to discern at such an early age about that the messages or the feelings that you were receiving from God, basically that were there to protect you and to give you insight to as to what to do and, and how to protect yourself? Well, you know, I think it was easier for me to tune into as a child, believe it or not, because as an adult, sometimes we fight our own logic. You know, we go against it, and that's what intuition is. It rises above reason, so you don't always understand it. Now, as a child, I didn't understand it, but when I looked at everything taking place in my household, and there were layers and layers of dysfunction and pain, and then you add the element of horror to it, it's, it's, it's something that's just beyond existence, beyond life. However... I didn't have anything else I could trust because nothing else was working and everything else was was terribly wrong. So I knew I didn't know what to do. So I began to to feel, you know, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. And it was almost like a roadmap laid out for me navigating my life and my decisions and my choices through a maze. I couldn't have made those decisions because I wasn't equipped to do so. But because I had nothing else and no one else to help me, I didn't have anything but to trust what I was feeling continuously because when I didn't, it got stronger and something went, or something went wrong. So then I learned to say, okay, I'm not going to second guess. I'm just going to do what I feel. And I continued to do that until I understood it. 
yeah. then I submit it to it. Yeah, how beautiful. And and certainly that level of trusting oneself. I just had a client yesterday morning and that's that's what we focused on is how to trust oneself to really understand that that guidance system exists within every single person. Doesn't doesn't mean that you or Lisa are the only ones that have it or a select few. Every single person that I run into has it. It's just a matter of learning to sit back embrace it and trust it and again we're so happy that you did oh thank you because that's that's one of the things i tell people you said it so eloquently is that you know it it isn't something for a select few and it doesn't even matter what your 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 faith is it doesn't matter because you have it we all have it it just matters whether or not you tune into it and use it and you can do that by removing negativity and finding a place of peace so you can tune into it. Removing some of those layers will allow you to have a, a better connection to yourself. Yes. Yes. So would you say that, that that's your primary advice to our listeners who may be currently experiencing pain of the past and having difficulty moving through it is first and foremost, it's important to remove the layers of negativity or is there anything else that you did initially to move through? You know, you have to begin and make the choice to remove the negativity. And the first way to do it is to forgive people that have hurt you and forgive yourself if you've hurt others. But you have to remove that layer first. And after you offer forgiveness, see, forgiveness will allow you to let go. It's not even about letting someone off the hook. It's not about that. It's really about you. These are to help you heal and become better and more whole so you're susceptible to things that are healthier. And so when you remove the the element of holding on to anger and negative emotions, you begin to seek, once you let go of that, things that are peaceful. So I tell people to seek out peace. I, I'm telling you, Fee, I think it's so funny because I, I write a lot and I do a lot of ghostwriting for people and I hear stories that are so tragic and, and so painful, but they, we take them and we transition from being in a place of pain to a place of healing. And so a lot of writing that I do, or all the writing I do, is inspirational works, but what I do when I work on these stories a lot of times, I need to go find a place of peace because I'm taking in so much negativity. I don't want to own it. And so I go to the ocean. I go to the beach and walk along, collect sand dollars, and that's what I recommend. Find something that offers you serenity so that you can reconnect to what's healthy in your life instead of carrying the burden. Sometimes it's not even your own. It's others that you're holding on to, others' pain. And you have to realize that it's not meant for you to keep, although it is meant for you to help, if you can, alleviate that from someone's life, take their pain, remove it from them, but then you have to discard it from your own life. And so seek peace. And then once you start, start to uh, crave, you know, you'll start to crave that serenity and that peacefulness and that mindset, it will become automatic that you won't require and you won't allow anything else in your life that disrupts it. And that's when you can connect. You'll start to hear, you'll start to under, you'll understand it, you'll trust it, and then you'll own it. That's what I did. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So it's really important to uh, forgive, move through those negative emotions, and seek peace. So those are three really important nuggets for our listeners to um, capture from today's Uh, experience so far from our interview so far. Alyssa, you had the opportunity to write the book Intuition with your mother. Tell us a little bit about that experience and and what you gained from coming together and writing that book at such an important time, not only in your, your own life, but in your mom's life. Well, 
writing the book, um, it was actually a part of her therapy in the beginning. We decided to write it two months after her surgery because I knew that it would get her passion back. But the book includes conversations that my mother and I have had, you know, at an early age up to the point now, learning about my intuition. So the book really includes, and it shows people the journey that I've taken, you know, um, to learning to trust my intuition, to hearing it with my that first voice. And it's an incredible process that I've, that I've gone through, and that's why I think it's so, so vital to share with others is something that they can learn to trust as well. And I think it's important to share with the listeners, not to give the story away, but a really important element of the story that is real and true is the brain surgery that you had, Marilla, um, and and what had happened as a result of having surgery and the fact that you and Alyssa came together to write so that you can regain your memory. Tell us a little bit about that, Alyssa, if you will. Well, it was it was a part of the writing process. Um, she found out that she had multiple brain aneurysms, um, and that came into to decision with her intuition as well. You know, she went to the doctor and, and she pointed out exactly what was going on and, and where it was in her head, and she said, "You know, this is something's not right." Um, and the doctors didn't find anything, but a part of her intuition telling her something's not right, she kept going. You know, she would find another doctor and say, I'm showing you, you know, what's wrong. You have to look at it. And eventually we did find, you know, a a doctor that went in there and they they saw that she did have multiple brain aneurysms. And that is is a very important point in the story to show people that that is her intuition. That's the result of, of, you know, following it. And it would be devastating to know what happens if, if she had stopped right then and just let it go. Yeah, yeah. And then as part of the healing process, um, actually, Marilyn, your husband had suggested to you to do some writing so that you could uh, kind of regain your short-term memory and get yourself back to being able to do that. And that's really how intuition came to be, correct? Absolutely. It was just two months after my craniotomy, and um, I couldn't speak very well. My short-term memory was, was gone, basically. I couldn't remember hardly too much. And when he recommended I write, I was like, but I can't remember anything. And that's when my daughter, Alyssa, said, you know what, I'll help you do this. Let's talk about something we know and let's share a story that we can, we can share together. And she was doing that in an effort to help jog my memory from things that happened. And, you know, we went long-term with some of the things, and that's where intuition came to be. But it actually was in a an effort to help me get my passion for writing and inspiration and sharing stories to inspire others because it's who I am. And not to be able to do that anymore, oh my gosh, it's like taking my air away. Oh, I'm sure. We've, we've got to take a quick break. Fascinating to hear your story. You're listening to Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee and my two guests, Marilyn Scott and Alyssa Curry. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment 
Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And if you do have questions for my guests, Marilla Scott or Alyssa Curry, by all means call in so that uh, we can offer and answer any suggestions or advice on using your intuition or any other uh, questions that you may have for either one of them. So we're talking about the book Intuition and how to hone and uh, hone into your own intuition, how to let go of the past pains that you may have suffered, how to move forward into a place of hope and inspiration. And Alyssa and Marilla have written this book on intuition together. And Alyssa, I'm curious to know um, what you have gained by witnessing your mom's story, um, witnessing her embrace her passions to make such an important and, and, and profound impact in her own life and in the lives of others? You know, since I was younger, I've always seen my brother bring home people that need help or guidance in their lives, and I've seen the impact that it's made, you know, how she's turned their life around and and I'm inspired them by that. And that's why I'm so passionate about psychology is because I see the importance of, you know, helping others and, and the importance of intuition, you know, to guide others in their lives. And that's something that, that I've witnessed from her story, and I want to continue that. You know, even now, seeing her communicate with people, you know, that, that write her long, you know, long letters and messages explaining things, you know, or, or something that they have questions about or how to follow their intuition or that need guidance. And she's, she's always open to people, always turning around and responding to them. And I love seeing that because it's, it's making such a difference in their life. You know, not only is she writing people personally, but just through her book, you know, getting these messages out and 
through our book, Intuition, getting that message out as well, people are learning some, I think, great things that are, that are vital in our lives. And how wonderful is it that you studied psychology and intuition oftentimes is kind of not, not the norm as you study psychology. It's really not anything that, you know, people can teach you exactly how to use it, but that there is an inner guidance system, an inner voice that you can listen to. Um, and so you're, be able, you're able to combine science with intuition to really use that inspiration for um, so many people that are requiring it and requesting it from you. So Ab- great job. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Marilla, how is it? I know you mentioned, uh, Alyssa, earlier, you mentioned that your mom spoke about intuition. How is it that parents can teach their children to use their intuitive gifts instead of just shy away from them? You know, we don't talk about it. That's one of the mistakes that we make. When you have a gift that's powerful, something as intuition, because you don't understand it, doesn't mean you shouldn't learn about it and teach your children because that's a way to teach them to make good decisions, to protect themselves. And when they don't have you around, as Alyssa stated earlier, um, when we were discussing a, a topic, she said it's important when your parents aren't there to really have something that you can trust and make that decision and make a good one. Since it rises above reason, we don't always understand it, but that's okay. You're not going to understand everything in life, but some things you have to understand, you have to go with it. And when you're fighting that decision saying, okay, I know I shouldn't do this, but I think I'm going to do it anyway because it's what you want, that's why people go against their intuition. They don't either A, understand it, or B, it opposes what they want, their natural thought process. Um, so you have to tell them that that's okay and to, to trust it, learn about it. We talk to them about, you know, little topics here and there, and, and we share things about whether it's, you know, um, education for sex, your finances, for whatever, but intuition is a gift from God. And whether, you know, anyone realizes it or not, you have it. So when you teach your child to trust it, you teach them to, to seek peace. You teach them to let things go and forgive. You teach them to be in a healthier place and not to remain a victim and to connect stronger um, and be more willing to connect with their faith. When you have faith, it's easier to see it. It's so much easier. Yeah. And one of my favorite little key phrases that I always used with my children and I continue to use with my children and my clients uh, is check in with yourself and see how that that decision makes you feel because if you can check in and see how you feel if it feels peaceful then it's a wide open door but if it feels restricted or uh, strained or difficult it means that there's something there that is uh, offering you to to for you to look at and to pay attention to so it's a great little tool to use to again invite trust in yourself because if you trust yourself then it's so much easier to build trust in relationships with others. And so it always starts with oneself. Absolutely, it does. That's very yeah. true. Alyssa, what are some suggestions that you have to our younger listeners about listening to and developing their intuition, especially now that you've had an opportunity to write the book and, and work so closely with your mom? Well, I think one of the most significant times to be in tune with your intuition is, you know, is is now during your young adult age, you know, when you're not always around parents who you can rely on and they can tell you, you know, what decision to make or or what to do. 
you know, during the times that kids are off, you know, to college in different states and they have to, you know, go out at night or they kind of have to rely on themselves to, to get around and things like that. I think there's this is something that they need to learn, you know, starting younger and, and move up, but they should know this now. But the suggestion that I have for, you know, younger listeners is to definitely trust your first voice and do not question it. Because when you're in conflict with yourself, that's when you should go with your first voice that tells you what to do and what not to do. You know, second-guessing yourself typically doesn't lead to a good outcome. The second voice is, is the one that's, you know, that's your voice saying what you, would, what you want to do. But the first voice is what you should do. You know, I think now, especially since I was younger, I've been developing, you know, a, a closer relationship with God, and, and that's something that I rely on to trust my intuition is speaking to Him. You know, it doesn't mean you always have to be in prayer for Him, but, you know, it's as simple as stopping for a second and asking, you know, should I be doing this? You know, should I go out tonight? And listening to that voice. Beautiful. Thank you. Marilla, uh, besides relying on one's own intuition, another theme that appeared throughout the book is the ability to be empowered by making choices to do so. And you said that, both of you said that over and over and over again. We have choices. Um, How have your choices enabled you to move out of being a victim and into being empowered to live an inspired life? Well, you know, as, as I am human, I've made a lot of mistakes. And part of the key in making those mistakes are making the choice to acknowledge that you made them. <laughs> that's, that's one of the biggest things I had to do is I made them. Take ownership of it. We can make the choice to do something, whether or not we're, we're ill-informed of, of something and well apprised of what we're going to do, we still made that choice, and that's our job to make sure that we know the facts and we investigate things before we make decisions, especially those that are significant. And so when I was younger, I'd make a decision, and then I had consequences, and then you learn, okay, do you want to keep having consequences or do you want to make better, better choices? I'm a quick learner. I don't like to have a lot of mistakes, so I like to learn very quickly and move on from that. I'm not someone that makes the same mistake twice, but that's not life. Most people do, and there have been situations I have I don't like to. But as you, as you move through life, I've learned that everything that we do has a consequence to it. It could be good, it could be bad, but we have it. So that's why instead of making, you know, quick decisions and rushing through things or doing what we want, what we want has consequences that it could affect or hurt or damage someone else. If you want to speed down a highway and you hit someone, um, you know, that was a choice that you made to speed. If you're texting and driving and you do harm to someone, that's a choice that you made to text. So we have to own our decisions. And when you own your decisions, you'll start thinking a little bit more closely, how can you make better decisions? And trusting your intuition is one way to do that, whether you like it or not. If it opposes you, you know, sometimes it's because you're fighting it because it's not what you want. And just understand Intuition rises above reason, so you're not always going to get why you're feeling that way. Just don't fight it. Learn to connect more to your faith. But decision-making and choices, acknowledging them, taking ownership for them, you know, it's, it's, it's not that difficult to say you're sorry. It's not as difficult as we make it seem. Sometimes saying, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, that was a wrong choice, or apologizing to someone or even admitting it to yourself, it's your pride that will keep you from doing it. Don't let your pride get in the way when you make a decision. Accept responsibility and move on. But you move on learning from it. The quicker you learn, the better off you'll be. 
Yeah, that that's very well said. Let's talk a little bit about how you became Oprah's ambassador of hope and what led you to to that very very special honor. Well, see, what happened in my childhood is something that no no one should go through, no human being should experience. And I had tremendous layers of pain, which I had shared with my children from the time that they can understand it. And when people read my story, they're like, there's no way you should have made it out of that house. And so it is a story that's quite unimaginable to the human ear, and it's rare. It's not something that you can pick up and say, oh, I read something like this. So when people read it, they are open to an array of emotions, one extreme to the other. And so it, it allowed them to see what I had to overcome. And I wanted to share that with people because a lot of times, as adults, we tell our kids what we want them to know. We don't tell them the good, the bad, the ugly. We tell them the good, the average, and we stop there. But sharing your pain can help others heal, can help your children understand you better, and they can avoid the mistakes that you went through or protect themselves so they're not thrown into a cycle that you were thrown into. So it's really therapeutic. And in doing so, I was teaching people um, about just some of the layers of my life. One of them was about um, domestic violence and child abuse. How do, you, how do you overcome that, and how do you avoid it? So instead of trying to work with people about, you know, women and men um, are susceptible to it as well, how do you get out of a, a violent situation when kids go off to college or they start dating or whatever the case may be? They don't know. We haven't taught them how to recognize the indicators or warning signs of an abuser. So I was teaching people what I wish that I had known, but what I did see through my mother's situation and through my own situation is that there were plenty of warning signs that, that, you know, an abuser is present, that they have abusive tendencies. And so I was teaching people about that, and it caught the attention of Oprah. And that's only one aspect of my life. The others are, are even more horrific than anyone can understand but it was just the fact that I'm teaching people how not to repeat cycles, how not to get into a cycle. And she reached out to me and honored me with being an ambassador of hope. And um, it's truly an honor. Oh, I would imagine so. And a well-deserved honor indeed. And, and I think that's what's really important about sharing your story. And, and one of the reasons why I uh, opted to do this radio show is to share with others the fact that everyone that's been on the show so far, uh, myself included, they've been through some form of difficulty, whatever that looks like and whatever that story is. And yours certainly is a horror story. Yes. yes. But it's one that as you look to be, be able to move through it, you can certainly inspire others. And I love being able to share the truth with people just to get real and say, this is the deal. This is what I had to overcome. Instead of wearing a mask and saying, yeah, my life is wonderful. I've been coaching people for over 14 years now. And I can tell you, nobody has that. There's always difficulties in everyone's lives. And it's just a matter of learning how to forgive, rise above, embrace the emotions that you hold so that you can be able to move through them and move into uh, living your inspired life. And that's certainly the message of the book Intuition. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I tell people is don't hide the truth and share a lie. Let people know your truth so they can avoid, you know, whatever you went through or learn from it. That's how you inspire people is being honest and being real. Liz, you're about to say? Oh no, I was I was agreeing. <laughs> but definitely definitely is true. Yeah. 
And I know, Alyssa, for you, when after your mom had the brain aneurysms and had surgery, you actually stepped in and wrote inspired messages to the fans, to your mom's fans. Um, tell us how important that was for you, again, especially at such an early age, to help understand the value of that inspiring advice. Well, I, I did share... Marla's inspirational messages through social media because I, I knew she would want me to continue helping and inspiring others. You know, I've always understood the importance of her, her advice, you know, but seeing how connected people are to her and, and how much they do rely on her her messages, even I, I go on there and I see some of the comments, you know, people saying, you know, it feels like you're speaking right to me, you know, or, or this is a message that I needed today. Thank you. So seeing how often those messages come through, I really see how, how important it is for other people. And I didn't want that to stop. So, Yeah. And those messages continued uh, throughout your mom's surgery, and they still continue. Um, how, how is it that people can connect with your uh, inspired messages, Marilla? You know, one of the things that I do is they, they actually come from some of them, many of them, situations that I've been in, things that I've learned, or things that I've learned through working with others. And I like people to know that inspiration, we're surrounded by it. And that was what my second book was called, Surrounded by Inspiration, because I believe that. Even in my darkest hours as a child, I was surrounded by inspiration, and my intuition was one aspect of that. So I tell people, with what I put out there, it's meant to make you smile. It's meant to make you breathe. It's meant to make you understand that there's more to life than this day. And so where you are right now is not meant not where you're meant to stay, and it is certainly not your destiny if it's unfavorable. So you can change it. Change is powerful. Choices are big. And so I want people to to keep seeing and reading things until it becomes a part of their peacefulness and their, their spirituality where they get it and say, you know what, I want this. And they start to crave it. They start to believe they too can have it because I was in a very, very dark childhood and it took a long time to get out of it. And I didn't know how because I didn't share my story. I never told anyone. We kept it quiet behind closed doors where we thought it belonged. And it wasn't until I, I wrote this book and let it out where that release of all that pain and everything came into play for my own healing. And now I so want people to understand that keeping things locked inside isn't good. And my way of inspiring them through my words on Facebook and Twitter and my blog, Marilyn Scott's blog, that's how I share it so they know I can connect with them. I was, I'm not talking to them from a place of I understand you. I'm talking from a place of I am you. Yeah, you walked, you walked in those footsteps. Yeah. We've, got to, we've got to take another break. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. He works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. 
Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. And before the break, Marilla had mentioned about being in the grips of darkness in her childhood. And I wanted to ask you um, what you can suggest to our listeners who may currently be in the grips of a deep and dark experience to offer them hope for embracing their God-given gifts and talents to live what they're truly meant to be here for. Well, you know, the one thing that I I didn't know at the time, and I wish I had, so I do want people that are going through something to listen to this, and if you know someone, please share this with them. Whatever you're going through is not your destiny. It is not where you belong, and it does not define who you are as an individual. What you are going through is something that's meant to make you stronger, to learn from it, and to overcome it. It's to make you a fighter so that you can fight through anything because life, my, my first, you know, um, struggle that I had was making it out of my childhood, and it took a lifetime to do that. And then once I was out of that house, as though I didn't think I would make it out, but once I was out, I had to fight getting the house out of me, even though I made it out of and everything that happened in it because it was so horrific. However... I had to realize this isn't me. One day I just turned around and said, this isn't my life. I'm done with that. I'm not there anymore, so why am I still carrying it? You can make the choice to change your life if you look around and realize this is not what I want and it is not who I am. I'd rather start over than to stay, start over with nothing than to stay in pain. That's the choice that you have to make. Sometimes people stay in situations because financially they may think it's better or they think it's better for their children or they don't think they have anywhere to go. But you're, what you're doing is submitting to pain. You're submitting to that. You can make the choice where you are now, whatever situation you're in, it is not who you were born to be. And so when you realize that, you will make the steps, take the steps to get out of the situation and to change your life. And it could be your career. It could be your relationship. It could be something you're worrying about constantly, you know, with your, your children, your family, your friends. It can be any aspect of your life. It's not only one element. It's any but the choice is yours, and you have to understand this is not who you are destined to be for the rest of your life. So begin to make that change in the, or those changes today. Begin, because there are avenues that you won't look at because you don't want to see them because you think that this is all there is. There's more. There are people that have come from less and that have built 
future that they wanted. They built the life that they want to. And you can do the same thing. You can. I did. I had to. You, ch- you chose to. Yes. And, and out of the darkness, there was such tremendous light and more light to come as, as you continue to just grow and evolve as a human being. One of my favorite quotes that I have on my desk is, in every difficulty, there is a seed of grace. And what I'm noticing is how you just really sought that seed of grace in order to gain strength and, you know, and gain and learn and grow from that so that you could make the choice to change and uh, be who you are today, be the ambassador of hope and, you know, be that inspiration and that light. Well, see, I, I didn't want to be devastated. I didn't want to remain broken. I didn't want to be anything that came out of that household of my childhood, of, out of my life. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to repeat those patterns. I, I knew what I didn't want. So I had to change and make changes in my life so that I didn't repeat them and so that I could be different. And I wanted more for myself. How I was going to get it, I wasn't certain at the time, but I knew I wanted it. And when you know you want something so badly, it's just like an athlete that wants to make the NFL or wants to go to the Olympics or wants to accomplish things or someone in business. It's the same thing. You, you have a craving and a hunger for it that is an insatiable appetite that will not pass until you accomplish what you want. Well, you have to learn to have that and believe that you can accomplish it because your path, your journey is, for me, that may have been the only way that I would have learned these lessons and become who I am today. And I absolutely love who I am today, but I didn't when I was a child. I didn't as a young woman. And so I want people to understand change is inevitable, and the sooner you learn to embrace it, the sooner you can change your mindset, you will change your life. You can. I do. Yeah, definitely. And you really learn to let go of that fear and pain to really love yourself. And how did that occur for you? How did that embracing yourself, honoring yourself, how did you, how did you get to that point, Marilla? Oh, I realized that God was embracing me when I wasn't embracing myself and God was loving me when I didn't even know what love was. So from feeling that for so long and I realized, okay, what is it that's keeping me whole? What is it that's keeping me here? That was God's love. And when I embraced my my faith and my relationship with God, that for me is what worked. You know, what works for someone else, it may be something different. It doesn't matter what your faith or your religion is. We all come from the same God, in my opinion. So with that being said, embrace your relationship um, with your faith and allow that to give you something that is pure, that is, it makes you feel something that you don't have. You, you have it already. So acknowledge it. Acknowledge the good that you have instead of overlooking it. We overlook the most significant aspect of our life is our creator and what he wants for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts were during those really dark, difficult days and how your thoughts are different now and, and, and um, how you embrace those I- encouraging and inspiring thoughts. Well, my thoughts were always, I don't want to be here. I don't want it. This is life. I don't want it. This is, this is too horrific for any child, let alone an adult, wouldn't be able to, you know, handle what I went through. And it was just, I just didn't want to live. I just didn't want to be here. Who would? When people read my book, people are like, I had to put it down. In our house, what happened in our house was truly something that, that no one um, would ever think that you could survive. And, and people had a hard time reading the book because it was, you know, they love the story and they love the inspiration, but they're like, this happened to you? They don't see it now. 
And that's a good thing. They don't see it and they can't see it even if they wanted to because it's gone. And those were the thoughts that I had as a child because I just knew I was tired of being in pain. And when I changed my life and determined that I wanted more, those thoughts have long been gone. And now I want people to understand is that you just, you have so much in this life that we can do, that we can see, that we can share. And it's an incredible life. And sharing it with my daughter, you know, and teaching her lessons and watching her teach me things. Oh, gosh, you never stop learning. And it's beautiful. She teaches me more than I ever knew sometimes. And, and to embrace that aspect of, of where I'm headed and, and what I've accomplished and be able to share it with those I love, that's, that's who I am. That's what I want. That's what I love. And it makes it all worth it. It makes everything worth it. Yes, it, it sure does. And Alyssa, I know you understand the, the story. Your mom has shared the story, which is in, in the book In Our House. Um, what kind of an impact did that have on you as you learned and, to grow and understand what, what your mom experienced as a child? What, what impact did that have on you and how did you take that and carry forward in your own life? I think that it was, it was an extremely difficult story um, to really come to terms with, but I see, I see the message that comes out of it. I see the message that she's trying to send to others, you know, about how to recognize an abuser and, and things like that, and, and that is extremely important in, in our lives, you know, even looking at, you know, my stage now as, as a young adult and going to school and and meeting people and things like that. There are a lot of people in this world that aren't exactly great for us. You know, there's a lot of great people out there, but at, at the same time, we really have to learn how to recognize those people and, and learn from that. And so I'm, I'm seeing the things that she is sharing with other people, again, you know, through social media and, and talking with people. There's there's a lot that is to be learned from, from that story. And learning about it and it's incredible, you know, how she's turned that around and shared with others. And I think that's that's what's so vital is taking somebody else's past and learning from that. And making such an incredible difference. Yes. And Alyssa, what is it that you want the listeners to take away from reading intuition? I really want them to learn the importance of trusting your intuition um, because when you don't trust it, there are things that, that can happen that aren't very good. And it's, it's better to follow your first voice, you know, to take the safe route and, and the things that tell you, you know, don't do it. Then to question it and use that second voice and say, well, you know, it's, it's, I want to go out tonight. You know, it's so important to follow that and, and to trust in that and to grow closer to God and understand your faith and things like that. So hopefully from people reading this book, I want them to learn, you know, that trusting it, really gets you in a good place. You know, you can always look at the the comparisons. You know, what is your life like when you're not trusting your intuition? When you're following the voice that tells you, you know, what you want to do or personally, things like that, versus, you know, what your life is like when you are following that voice, when you're doing what you should be doing. And look at those com- comparisons and you can see where you should be in your life. Yeah, and that first voice, listening to that first voice and trusting it is a great suggestion for our listeners. Marilyn, where do you see your inspiration taking you next? What's on the horizon for you? 
You know, I'm actually um, in the process of doing something that I love more than I ever would have imagined, which is ghost writing stories. And, and I do a lot of memoir writing. I write memoirs for other people that have something that they want to share. They want to leave a legacy behind. They want to empower other people or inspire and encourage them. And I spend time with them and take their words, their their passion, and I put it into their memoir. So I do that, and I write through Sarah's books, and um, I enjoy that. And, you know, of course, I have to do more books with my daughter, Alyssa Curry. So <laughs> Absolutely. So that's my thing. Oh, yeah, that was fun. It was a fun process. I mean, the characters in, now you get this incredible lesson feed about, um, you know, intuition and trusting it and how, but, oh, my gosh, the, the characters are Stunning. It's stunning. And so you see the creativity that Alyssa brings to the table and the interaction with the characters is just so mesmeric. It really will leave you your mouth just hanging open. But the story has a lot of romance and passion that's coupled with the psychological thriller aspect. And so doing more with my daughter, I'm truly looking forward to that. Absolutely. So you, you're you both looking to collaborate on additional projects, and, and I'm sure probably have some in the works right now, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> That's a must-do with this kind of passion that we are able to combine. A lot of people don't understand it, is that when you're writing to blend a style, you know, two different styles together and make it work, it's very difficult to do, and, and we seem to do that seamlessly. So, you know, it was great. It's a great process. Well, and and there's so much joy as you both speak about the experience together. There's so much joy that exudes from both of you as you, you know, the, your laughter and your energy and the joy really kind of comes through loud and clear. So that's fun, you know, that's fun as a fan to be able to look at and experience with both of you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. What suggestions, as we're looking here to kind of wrap up our uh, time together today, what suggestions do you have for our listeners to develop their faith? You know, I think um, what works for me is to forgive and remove noise from your life. Remove negativity, remove negative feelings. We all have them. I mean, if if you drop something on my toe, oh, I'm going to yell. <laughs> so, I mean, it's <laughs> going to come back. So it's not like you never have those again. But you constantly work and make the choice to negate them and push them aside and don't let them infiltrate your mind and stay there and occupy it. So once you do that, you'll start soliciting calmer, more peaceful things that make you smile, that make you happier, that that make you um, really enjoy life on a different level than what you may be now. So, you know, I, I just want people to understand is learning to trust your intuition is a way to protect yourself from yourself. It's a way to bring you some of that joy when you look behind you and see the decisions you've made before and you knew you should have made the opposite decision. Well, there's a track record to use as to why you need to learn to trust your intuition. Just begin there. It'll make a difference. And, um, you know, it's kind of like seek peace. Seek peace by walking along the beach, planting flowers, you know, baking, whatever it is that you don't think about anything that's, that's negative. Do that. If it's meditating, if it's yoga, if it's working out, do that. And that's for men and women, even children. There's, seek peace. It's a beautiful alternative to negativity. And that's such a wonderful message about you don't really hear that as it's tied into developing your faith. It's just seeking peace. That's so, again, very simple yet very profound to be able to do. 
Well, this has been truly a pleasure to, uh, again, share the platform with both of you for this incredible story. And I want to encourage our listeners to um, look into the inspired messages on Facebook or uh, on Twitter or um, check into Marilla's blog. And we're really excited to listen uh, and look for some of your upcoming projects, certainly something that may be coming out uh, from both of you together. So thank you both so much for joining us. It's truly been a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you for having us. It's been amazing. Yes, it it really is. Thank you for allowing us to share our message. And as always, as I wrap up our segment here today, we give thanks to our troops. We offer you our love and protection as you work for our freedom. It's something that we truly appreciate each and every week and each and every day. So I wish all of you a very inspired week. Be sure to send out uh, your boomerang stories to me. I'm anxious to hear them. And we'll be right back here next Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.